This is Nerd Podcast Radio, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. Check out and support us on Patreon for tons of content, including a bonus episode for each episode. If you'd like to reach out to us, the best way to do that is our Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page, where we share all sorts of nerdy stuff. You can also find us on Instagram, at Nerd Podcast Radio, and on Twitter, at Nerdcast Radio. Don't forget to review us on iTunes or whatever podcast provider you use. Reviews are important as they help our podcast grow. Thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, your nerd home away from home. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, I'm your host, Super Vegan Ryan, and I am joined by David the Bulpather. Hey, everybody. And we have a returning guest back from the infinite abyssal void that is Detroit. (laughs) We have Feisty Alita is back with us. Yes. (laughs) Damn. I don't know. That popped into my head at the last second. Shots fired. All right. (laughs) I've never been there before. I have. have. You're not that far wrong. Okay. (laughs) Oh, it's going to die. But, you know. Um, so for listeners who don't know you, why introduce yourself? Oh, I should have asked this question earlier. Is my video going to be on the whole time? Um, if you want it to be. If you want it to be, just turn it off if you don't. Yeah, you did. it's no big deal. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I should have asked that earlier. Uh, hello, my name is Feisty Alita, a.k.a. Battle Angel, a.k.a. Hey you, Alita, Muppet in human form. I'm a platypus in a human costume. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, for... Um, for those of you, for those of you watching, which is our very small number of patrons, um, if you Alita would like to, may if you, pop off her video. Um, if you would like to see this video, expecting it. Um, but um, for for listeners, um, you can find the video at Patreon.com/slash/NerdPodcastRadio. Um, we're going to be talking about comic books today. Yeah. But first. Oh, right. She's not here. Uh, but first, we're going to play everyone's favorite game, What's Dirty With You? The game where we ask each other dirty questions about the things we've done in the last week, and then uh, we vote on them using Mike Myler's patented widget system. And I really screwed that up. <laughs> it sounded like you said dirty questions. Oh. <laughs> I'm on the wrong podcast. <laughs> you've been um, here before. <laughs> Alina, as our guest, you get to go first. So what's been nerdy with you in the last few weeks? Oh. <sighs> Oh, other than I have to explain things constantly in detail to young kids, which is interesting when you're trying to get them engaged in something like, why do I need to do fractions? Why do I need to learn this? Blah, blah, blah. And you're teaching music, right? So explaining how music is done by fractions, right? So that's kind of nerdy. Where quarter note, eighth note, everything like that. Like, yeah, this this is music. Why are we doing math? Yeah, there's no math in music. It's all math, dude. All math. Um, I promise you, math and loudness, and uh, and then explaining, you know, why you shouldn't mix these two chemicals. Oh, because things go boom, and don't put it out in the sun. Like it's, <laughs> I've basically been nerding out by dumbing oh everything God. down. Does that count as nerdy? You're like the cool science nerd music teacher. <laughs> yeah, and and it are, oh my God, yeah. Mm. <laughs> And if I don't see another piece of paper mache for the next like six months, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> what what's the what what kind of stuff have they been making? I w- I'm on video. I should have had this all prepared, but um, oh no worries. I might. No, the listeners won't be able to see it. Most no. of our most of our viewers listen. We made masks that were based off of like folklore. Like we did some Norse mythology and other stuff like that, and we had to make animal masks, and then we kind of did storytelling. Um, oh, wow, and- that one you're holding up is terrifying. <laughs> For those listening, Alita made a face at the camera. As a camera. Directed at David. <laughs> um, I mean that, I made keychains. We made, I don't, we did way too much stuff. I don't know. We made fairy gardens and rock gardens and did um, they learned how to write their own four bar um, phrase of a song. And, yeah. How old were the kids? 
They they range from four to twelve. Wow, wow, that's awesome. Over eleven weeks. Yeah. Oh goodness, holy cow, that's a long oh. camp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I so um. Before we joined, Alita let us know that today was the last day of camp, and she has a I'm really happy look on her face about that. <laughs> I'm not on camp anymore, and I'm covered in, like, glow-in-the-dark bracelets. Uh, you're going to be pulling them out of your socks for weeks. Oh, honey, out of... Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a different camp. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so, anyways, that's what's nerdy with me. Uh, what about you, David? Brings permission slips to a whole other meaning. Um... <laughs> Uh, (laughs) uh, let's see what's nerdy with me Uh, lately I have been listening at large to a new podcast well new to me I was introduced recently to Dungeons and Daddies a not BDSM podcast it's a Dungeons and Dragons podcast (laughs) and it is hysterical and I was turned on to them a couple weeks ago and I'm already like almost done with the first season (laughs) nice I, I'd never heard it before before David told me about it. And the blurb online says a Dungeons and Dragons podcast about four dirds, four dirds, four dads, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast about four dads from our world transported into a realm of high fantasy and magic and their quest to rescue their sons. Yeah, that's uh, that's the premise. And you said it's very vaguely a D&D show. It's they more are funny. They are telling a funny story and kind of sort of throwing dice. They're not really. They're they're loosely playing D D. It's hysterical. I highly recommend it. I like how you accidentally called them dirds. <laughs> <laughs> because they're nerdy dads, right? Yeah. That- dirds. I like it. Yeah. So I listened to sixty hour to hour and a half long episodes of a show over the past two weeks. <laughs> it it gives a whole new meaning to dirty daddy. Ah, <laughs> trust me, they tell all these jokes and then some. Like my coworker will literally come to me and be like, "Man, you must be cracking up because I see you sitting at your desk just cackling. So you're sitting there listening on my earpiece, just dying, trying to work." It looks like a good time to get into it. They're only on two seasons. Yeah, the second season started not too long ago. Oh, that's cool. I, I haven't gotten that far yet. I'm, I, I just started episode new, fifty-eight. So I've been looking for a new podcast. To listen oh, it's great. To, so that's I cool. Very seriously recommend it. What platform are they on? Uh, I listen to them on Spotify. I think you can get them just about anywhere. Anywhere you can get podcasts, pretty much. Kind of like our show, where you can find us on any podcast platform. Yay! Including Spotify. Yep. Even though it's sometimes hard to find us on Spotify. <laughs> well, but we're I, on there. <laughs> well, I used to use our SoundCloud a lot to listen to our episodes, but um, I got a new phone, and the SoundCloud app for the SoundCloud app for some reason does not want to work that well on it. So I don't know what's up. <laughs> I got a new phone. So I played this game the other day called New Phone Who Dis. Oh, nice. It's a card game. It just reminded me of it. It was just exactly what you think mm. it is. <laughs> I've seen it. I, I've seen it advertised before. It looks like fun. I will let you I will let you have added points for that because party games are always nerdy. Indeed. <laughs> so, uh, Brian, uh, what's nerdy with you? Well, I want to share a little something, a little story about my mom first. So this isn't technically my nerdy thing, but it's a nerdy conversation I had with my mom. So... Um, David, you've heard before that my mom, her introduction to fantasy was reading the Dresden Files, right? Yes. Um, so she listens to books and she goes, I'm listening to this book right now and I can't get enough of it. It's called Wizard's Rule or the First Rule of Wizards or something like that. And I go, holy shit, are you listening to Terry Goodkind? (laughs) And yeah. Yeah, she's on, like, the third book. Nice. And she loves it, and she's never done fantasy before. So that's really cool that my mom is getting introduction to fantasy by a book series that is a lot of people's introduction to fantasy. That's the mark of a great author, someone who can draw you in, even if you're not 100% into that uh, particular uh, genre. I've never read them myself, that the, the... that particular series. I've, I, and I've heard tons of people encouraging me to, so maybe at some point I will. Yeah. Um, but my nerdy thing, um, I hit Twitch for the first time in years. With what, a and, bat? Um, no, I watched it. You said you hit it. I was like, with yeah, what, a I, bat? I, I was using slang. <laughs> ah. You know, trying to be, trying as to be you hip. do. Um, <laughs> well, I am wearing, I am wearing a, dirt chat, a dirt shirt right now, even though the closest I am to being as a dirt is I have dogs. Um, 
<laughs> I so anyway, I stumbled upon. So I was just watching some video game stuff, just kind of in the background while working. And one of the one of the streamers says, "Go check out my friend Celery's stream. It's um, it's different." Um, the stream I want was almost on PG, so she was like, they, they, they were like, it's not PG, it's, they, they curse a lot, and, um, they're transcribing Lord of the Rings. And I'm like, what? So I learned about a new hobby. Huh. Um, I watched this stream, and it was one of the most interesting things. They just have the camera pointed at the book and the notebook, and they write the book down. They don't read it out loud. They talk about what they're writing a little bit, um... But it was great. It was it was fascinating. It was very entertaining. It was a small stream, so I was able to chat with the streamer a bit and with the other people in chat. Everybody was really friendly, and I asked a question: Why are you doing this? And um, they said that um, it's a hobby called text copy, and it's transcribing. And it was originally done practically, and now people do it for fun or practice handwriting or understand a book better. And I was like. I want to do that with the Dresden files. See, the problem I have with this is if I did it, no one would be able to read the book I've transcribed. I wouldn't even be able to read the book I've transcribed. I think it's one of those more <laughs> it's about what? the journey than the product type of my, things. My handwriting is so atrocious, I can't read it sometimes. Well, I mean, I can relate to that. I mean, these are the notes that I write for the show. Listeners, I'm holding up my notes that I write for the show. They're not readable. That looks like that looks like you gave your cat the pen. And oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I didn't really catch any other streamers, but I thought that was particularly nerdy because I was like, that sounds like something I would do. That I have plenty of notebooks and I have been looking for an excuse to read the Dresden files again. I mean, yeah, sure. It sounds like fun. I mean, I'm not um, trying to knock someone else's hobby. I mean, Hey, I'm sure that's awesome for people I, that enjoy me, that. To me, me, that sounds fairly boring. I, I wasn't prepared to share. It does. It, I have to say from my perspective, it did too. So one of the things that made the, the stream fun, I'm looking it up right now because I want to actually share the stream in case anyone else wants to check it out. Okay. So, Pause button. You guys always talk about the Dresden Files, like almost every single episode I'm on. So you it know, it hasn't come up in a while. I think it may have to do with you, maybe. Maybe it's maybe the universe I'm... trying to tell you to read them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. then I have to learn how to read first. <laughs> I mean, they do have books. They do have audiobooks. Well, I'm good at listening to things. Well, the, the Dresden series is actually done very well on audiobook. Yeah, that's what I, I've read them, but I've reread them just by listening. The, um, I, I feel the like we had that conversation before, too. It wouldn't well, surprise I mean, me. I it's a conversation I have fairly often. I think we did because you were a Buffy fan, right? Yes. And yeah. the reader of the Dresden Files is James Marsters, the guy who played Spike. Yeah. We totally had this conversation. We had that yep. conversation. So, yeah. I, I, no, it didn't come up because you're here. It doesn't come up very often, actually. Except it comes for up what it does, and then it Dresden. dominates the conversation. Yeah, it comes up on occasion because we're both big fans, but not very often. Anyway, so we were playing a game. <laughs> um, the, so I did want to just share the name of the stream was Celery Men, just the word celery and then M I N at the end, all one word. And I thought it was a really unique thing. Um, when they finished the chapter, they were working on Strider, they were on chapter nine of, um, what was that, great Fellowship? Book, great book. Um, Fellowship, right? Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, unexpected journey or whatever the they, actual they first book chapter called. nine. They um, asked the chat what the color of the chapter header would be, so if there was a little interactive type stuff. And uh, the, um, the fans of the show seem like pen geeks. A lot of pen geeks, pen collectors. Um, I can, like I can, I can understand stuff. that. Yeah. Um, everybody was talking about the fancy pens they got and stuff like that. Um, one of the things that really appealed to me was um, the the transcriber uses the Pomodoro technique, which is a, you set a timer for like 15 minutes and then you work for 15 minutes and then you stop and take a break. And when you stop, you like turn your back to your work and walk away from it. And then you come back to it. Um, so when the timer went off, we had a Beyonce dance break in the stream and the people watching were encouraged to stand up and dance. And I thought that was quite fun. Oh, wow. Okay. This and makes a lot more sense why you enjoyed it now. Because I was working while 
while having the stream on in the background, having an excuse to stand up and move around a little bit was healthy for me and good. So it's starting to make more sense now. Okay. That's genius. Yeah. So are we going to have a Beyonce dance break later? We, we, that's, that's bonus episode. Bonus episode. Bonus episode. We will have a Beyonce dance break. We can't play it, but we can pretend. <laughs> we have to listen to it on our head. <laughs> I don't know what song it is because I, th- I, I shit you not. It was the first time I've listened to Beyonce on purpose. Uh-huh. It wasn't single ladies. I, uh-huh. I don't keep up with Beyonce and it was actually pretty good. I enjoyed it. He's lying. I'm really not. I mean, I know there's an album called Lemonade, but I don't know what the songs are like. You know more about it than I do, because <laughs> I didn't even know that. Really? I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a music file. Oh. Okay. Um, my uh, music picks lately have been a band called Bear Ghost that Lee, my niece, shared with me. Mm. Um, and um, they do a necro dancer song, which is really cool. Ne- uh, really? Is that okay? Yeah. Necro dancer. Um, I also. I already had listened to them, but um, Lee reintroduced Steam Powered Giraffe to me when she was here, so I've been listening to them a lot. Um, Automatonic Electronic Harmonics is a really, really good song. And really fun to say. <laughs> yeah. And it's, har- it's a harmony song, and harmony songs are always really fun. Lots of different harmonies and pitch changes and stuff with um, repeated choruses. And um, the lead singer is a um, dual pitched, bar- uh, deep baritone tenor. He sounds we, like two different singers. We had them at Ren Fair one season as a special guest so on a Saturday night. They did a concert at the end of the day. Seriously? That's yeah. awesome. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, um, they played with the Velveteen Band, and Captain Dan from the Velveteen Band was a guest on this show a few times. We should call him again. He hasn't been on in a long time. More than a year. Hi, Captain Dan. Um, <laughs> Captain Dan's a giant rabbit. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it is now time for voting. Um, Alita, you have four widgets. Who would you like to give them to and why? Uh, two to you and uh, two to the other dudes that I... <laughs> oh. Just... <laughs> David. Uh, I just feel like I'm just now meeting you because I... <laughs> oh, because you get to see us for the first time. Well, you've met me in person, but... Yeah, she, um... she knows you. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting used to his nuance <laughs> and how he strokes his beard sometimes. Yeah. Well, also, you know, I'm I'm detecting some crazy chemistry between Alita and David too. So it, <laughs> there there's a whole like sense of humor um, wavelength thing going on. Um, David, we're oh like right, we're doing the game <laughs> thing. Yes, uh, <laughs> uh, I get four as well. Brian, that is incredibly nerdy. I will give you one. I will give the other three to Alita. Because kids are annoying as hell to deal with. Yeah, it really gets to the point where we really can't impress each other anymore. It's it's, it's tough. It's really tough. I'm going to have to, like, run up to, like, Mark Hamill on the street and hit him in the pie with a face to get points in this game, I swear. Hit him in the pie (laughs) with a face. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, the kind of thing the Joker would do. Oh, that's amazing. Because it's Mark Hamill. I know. Right. The kind of thing a joke would do. Which kind of I mean, he wouldn't hit you in the face with a pie. It's the Joker. He would hit you in the pie with a face. (laughs) Absolutely. Maybe a couple times. Maybe a couple different faces. Well, you got four widgets, Brian. Where are you putting them, and why? David, because you helped create the word dirties, I'm going to um, give you three. (laughs) And Alita. I'm going to give you one, um, but I'm also going to give David a negative widget just because I realized that... (laughs) I see how it is. Well, there was a pre-show conversation about chemical stuff that gave Alita extra nerd points, and those dissolved... It dissolved your widgets, kind of like a chemical chemical, um, reaction. I mean, that'll happen. You're grease, and I am, uh, I don't know, baking soda and lemon juice. Yeah. You know, I, it simply that is how simple I have gotten over the last couple weeks. Okay. <laughs> well, one of the things about widgets is they have a, a really st- they re- they have a pH sensitivity and they have to have balance. So, um, you both get half of them, which is good. It'll 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 balance them out, and we don't have to worry about them dissolving into the cosmos. So, uh, what do widgets do in the cosmos? They widget. They widget. <laughs> 
Without them, there would be no life. Yeah, they also play with dirty daddies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sorry. It's just, it's not going to go away. It's going to get worse, and then it's going to get funny again. Oh, I know. <laughs> Speaking of dirty daddies, we're talking about comic books today. That's actually not one of, not one of your worst segues. <laughs> Not at all. Speaking of segues, <laughs> um, don't write on one. But <laughs> yeah, um, the creator of Segway crashed on one of, his, of on one of them. I do. I believe it. Yeah. Um, comic books are a thing that nerds read, and now because of the explosion of comic book TV and movies, we watch and sometimes listen to because of things like audible and podcasts and i mean heck there was a wolverine an official marvel wolverine podcast not that long ago i believe it hey i mean yeah he, yeah i remember it was it uh, wasn't he, free he, it was advertised everywhere yeah, he, for a while. Hugh jackman must have needed another yacht payment i don't remember <laughs> who the narrator was um i think it was written by somebody big like r.a salvatore or somebody like that like they got some big crazy oh, writer to God. do it mary um, sue of all mary sues all right yeah, I know, because Racers of the Blinding Strike actually work that way, right? <laughs> I, I apologize for the D&D references, Alita. <laughs> hey, you're dirty, you're dirty. You know, <laughs> we're, we're, we're talking about the character Drist from the Dark Elf series that Ari Salvatore wrote that if you actually played the game, can be infuriating. <laughs> um, so fucking Mary Sue. <laughs> um, so comic books we had a alita and i had a conversation about what we could talk about when we're on and movies were thrown out comics were thrown out um and then i settled on comics because we haven't done a comic episode in a while um alita i'd like to ask um what is it about a comics that appeal to you what um like what's your history with comics what have you read what are, what are you into what why is this a topic that popped into your head okay i'm back <laughs> um well first off Yes. Nice. I have the full Marvel Encyclopedia. Hardback, thank you very much. And Umbrella Academy. I So I used to watch... Uh, watch. Uh, I used to read Archie <laughs> and Jughead as a kid. I used to get them as presents from my grandparents. And so I got into that. In fact, my two of my guitars are named Betty and Veronica for that reason. <laughs> True story. And um, I I liked it because... My solace was drawing and stuff like that, but my parents would always say, oh, don't draw anymore. You should read a book. You should read a book. And so my grandparents were giving me these, these things that were both. They were both pictures and books at the same time. It was both art and smart. So, you know, starting at like four or five, when I started to learn how to read, I started to learn how to read comic books. And, you know, if, they, if I wouldn't flip a novel or anything like that, you know, even in elementary school, hand me a freaking graphic novel. Cool. I will flip through that thing a couple times. What are, what are the what were the Archie comics like? It, it that's one that I know about. And I, I mean, I read them a little bit in like the newspaper on Sundays, but never really checked out the comics. It's pretty much just like human interaction and like pratfalls and stuff. Like basic, you know, what we watch on TV now. They were reading about, you know, before where it's just like. Oh, there's this problem and blah 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 and oops, someone fell and now it's solved and whatever. And sometimes it's... Sabrina the Teenage Witch showed up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. And they did the, the hokey pokey and turned themselves around. I mean that's have what it's that, all about. Have right? you watched the Riverdale show? I have not. Everybody has been telling me either strongly yes watch it and strongly no don't watch it it was it was a bad thing to bring up because i don't think anyone here has seen it i all Uh i know is recently i read that what's going on on riverdale now is half the characters are dead and sabrina came to riverdale to resurrect them and like go into hell to bring them back to life that i mean that's what i know about riverdale that they've brought sabrina onto the show and she's doing demonic rituals to bring back half the cast Except for Jughead, who's coming back with someone else's soul inside his body. Oh, classic. I mean, you know, that old chestnut. It happened all the time in the 50s. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, the, um, the Jughead is played by Cole Sprouse, who was, um, oh, he was a child star. Oh, what the hell show was he on? 
I just know that Riverdale has a strong, like, uh, queer under vibe or whatever. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, but I mean, it's a CW show. They all have that. <laughs> this, um, the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. That was him. Him with his brother. Which um, one was he, Zach or Cody? I don't know. Oh, he's one of the twins from Cody. From, he uh, played Cody. Day? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, um, him and his brother were um, the first clients of um, the Olsen twins when they started their agency for uh, child actors. I'm sorry. Did I miss something? <laughs> the Olsen twins have an agency. The Olsen twins have an entertainment empire and are some of the richest people in the United States. This they I have. Know. Yeah, and it started before they were old enough. Like their agent, their manager helped them start it, and then turned it over to them when they turned eighteen. Wow. Yeah, there's I I don't even know where this knowledge comes from. So if you fact check me and I'm completely wrong, that's fine. I think I've listened to things about it. It's, you need to stop watching TMZ. That's what you need to do. I I, I think it's more just um I like having background noise while I do things, and I put YouTube on. And I listened to a big long thing about the Olsen twins. And right. You need to stop watching TMZ. I've never watched TMZ. Before. Bullshit. <laughs> I've never watched TMZ. Uh huh. Sure. Tell the people lies, whatever lets you sleep at night. I. So, okay. So, Archie. So, comics, Archie, Olsen twins. Good progression. Notice how um, he's not fighting me on it anymore. <laughs> well, <laughs> speaking of TMZ, Spider Man is a character in Marvel Comics. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and he is not within the 10-mile zone because he's in New York in the comics. See, I made the segue work. Um, actually. I thought it was 30-mile zone. 10-mile zone. Thank you. It is, it, no, it's 30. No, it's 30. Miles. Is it 30? Yeah, it's 30. It is. Oh, Good job. Thank <laughs> you. I thought that was sounded wrong. Yeah, it's 30-mile zone. zone. I live yeah. here. No, it's 30. 30-mile 30 30 zone makes more sense. Oh, it is. I totally thought it was 10. It makes more sense that it's 30 because it reaches the Burbank Airport and reaches the desert. And yeah. The reason why Star Trek was had to use that desert so much because it was outside the zone. It was inside. just inside. It was just inside, yeah. Yeah. Not enough miles. Um, I don't remember the name of the desert, though. I used oh. to know that. Oh, anyway. Star Trek? The Vasquez Rocks? Um, oh, Vasquez Rocks. That's it. Thanks. Um, it's a Star Trek question. Of course you know. Just like if it was a, a Star Wars question, of course you would know. Um, Alita, why don't you yeah. ask David a question about comics? Oh, Ooh. yeah. Uh, He's not a comic book fan, so it, it's going to be... It's gonna, I was going to say, this is going to be a good one. All right. No. So, knowing that... Okay. Um, David, so you don't like comics. Why don't you like comics? It's not that I don't like them. It's just it's not the media I was introduced to very young. I was introduced to books first. So I've always taken more pleasure from the printed word than the graphic novel. Like, I own several of them. I just, it's not the primary media I went to as a kid. I am curious about which ones you own. Uh, I own a bunch of the new... I started with the New 52, the Batman series. I got into uh, uh, Wonder Woman, the uh, the actual whole Avengers team oh, for a little while. I stopped, I, I stopped after a bit. Uh, I got the... I, I, there was a comic book store out here, unfortunately, that isn't there anymore, that used to offer uh, trade uh, hardcovers at paperback prices. Ooh. Oh. So, yeah, I bought a bunch of hardcover trades after what? the New 52 came out because they were only like 16 bucks. <laughs> Okay. So yeah, I've got like the first five of the bat, the new Fifty Two Batman. I've got the first three or four of the the new Fifty Two Avengers. I totally have a Batman shirt. That is an awesome. Oh, that's, shirt. that is an awesome shirt. Yeah, because you know, the, if you can't be any, if if you if you can be anything, be Batman. Right. Or be yourself. So, right? or so you can be anything. Be a unicorn. Yeah. Or be yourself. So, so it's 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 really not so much that I don't like them. It's I don't know the universe that well because i never jumped in and swam around in it a bunch like i know batman a bit mm -hmm. i know batman's universe a little bit but that's pretty much the extent of my knowledge is it's a good question about what our comic book collections are like yeah. what about you alita what do you got i actually pulled some of them off the shelf when i <laughs> had my uh, video she's got a shelf let's put it that way. i do so i'm currently looking so i pulled off marvel and then <laughs> sorry we're working with some janky situations right now. Um, and then I have the Umbrella Academy, of course. Nice. I have Lock and Key. I have Watchmen. I have V for Vendetta. Most of the ones that I own 
some of them are signed are um are graphic novels that were made into movies but i read them first right and they're old they're paper bags they're fabulously well loved i have the essential spider-man i have the essential gambit i have the essential x-men um i have a bunch of canadian comics for because i love canada and i have canadian friends um (laughs) i'm part of the a team uh and then i also have killjoys uh the killing joke and killing joke's good yeah killing joke's really good Uh, and lock and key yeah but like so so Back to my thing though, is as a kid growing up, I just I, I wasn't introduced to comic books until I was in college, pretty much. That's when I really branched out and got into that side of things. Growing up, it was all actual. Pr- it was all uh, 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 print. I was I was given a box set of the Lord of the Rings when I was five. <laughs> right. <Lord of> the- <laughs> See, you got Lord of the Rings. I got Archie and Jughead. Yeah. So and I got all of it at the same time. Mm. I so was given- you are an amalgamation thereof. Yeah. I mean. Well. I also, in sixth grade, got an F in English class because I hated doing homework. And as a consequence, I literally had to spend that entire summer in my bedroom. So I did nothing but read for three straight months. That's a very similar story to me because I didn't <laughs> fail English. I failed math ah. and had to spend a summer in summer school. Yeah. When I was in summer school, I was just grounded for the entire summer. Oh, I, I actually failed in my freshman year in high school, so I had to oh. do summer school. I just got done pretty much teaching summer school, so you could have had me as a teacher if you were born in the right era. Uh, I had so I took two summer school classes. I took um I took intro to algebra and worked my ass off and got an A. But the second summer I took geometry and it was taught by a PE teacher and I didn't know that this happened until after it happened to me but the pe teacher just goes answers in the book i don't give homework um i'll give you the answers to the tests oh he was just there because he had to be okay yeah i mean we didn't care yeah it was just answers in the books fill it out you know it was i i i couldn't believe that experience i actually did learn some stuff because there wasn't any pressure Mm. it's one of the few classes i remember anything about geometry from because he taught i mean he would go over the subjects he just didn't care about homework or tests yeah I get that. I was never big on homework. He didn't want to grade papers. I get it. Especially during the summer. Fuck that. Yeah. I, um, my collection um, used to be... So, a little background on my comic book experience. Hmm. I had a house fire. Um, so, I lost my childhood comic book collection. And then when, just like maybe four or five years ago, I thought, I'm going to get into comics again. I haven't read comics in years. And said... But I'm an adult with financial responsibilities, so I'm going to be very selective about what I read. Mm-hmm. So $75 a month later. <laughs> I stayed away from Marvel and DC because mm-hmm. I know that's a rabbit hole. Except for one exception, I did do all of, I did a poll, I did a poll list for um, Secret Wars, the new one. Okay. The one that just happened, the Dan Slot one. Um, so I did that, and that's probably going to be the one that the movies are going to use. Um but I, I have um, Manifest Destiny by Image Comics, which is the, the true story of Lewis and Clark, where they weren't just explorers, they were monster slayers. And um, I ha- okay. it's also one of the most darkest, eldritch, gory comics I've ever read in my life. Okay. Um, Birthright, where a kid goes missing when he's playing catch with his dad, and he's missing for an entire year, and then when he comes back, he's an adult, because he's been in another dimension where time acts differently. Ooh, interesting. And the da- a year later, the the parents have got divorced because everyone's, and the dad's reputation is ruined because everyone's convinced that the dad did something to the kid, even though there's no evidence to that. Hmm. Um, interesting. Yeah. And he comes back like a Conan the Barbarian type. Yeah. Oh no, that's right. I forgot about those. Okay, I think I lied. My first introduction to comics was actually junior year of high school. In high school, a junior year, I became the president of the collectors club on campus. Oh, okay. And the sponsoring teacher had like three or four long boxes of just random comics. Most of them were uh, Valiant and Image comics. And I ended up uh, by the end of my senior year having like the first. 24 issues of uh, the hardcore from Valiant Comics. So I completely misread you then because it doesn't seem like you're not really interested in comics. It just means that 
you're not a comic book person. No, I am not a comic book nerd. I never have been. I never will be. <laughs> I enjoy them. I just, it's not my preferred media. See, I'm not really a comic book nerd either, but I retain huge amounts of encyclopedic information about everything. So I just mm. come across as a nerd about every subject. You're just a nerd. The end. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, with me, anything I'm interested in. Yep. File it under nerd. Yeah. Um, my introduction to comics was um, Superman. And then, well, my introduction to superheroes was Spider-Man, but my introduction to comics was Superman. The first mm. comic I was ever handed was a Superman one where, I don't know, I don't remember much about it other than the cover. The cover had a voodoo doll of Superman on it. Okay. I don't remember anything about the story. I couldn't tell you anything about um, it. When I started collecting comics, it was because of Infinity Gauntlet. Mm. Um, but now it's just, I, I get fringe stuff. I like yeah. trade runs. Um, I got into Rat Queens for a little while. I have no idea what that is. It's, um, <laughs> have you heard of Rat Queens, Alita? I have. I, I have no idea what it's about, but you're like the second person. <laughs> it's, uh. it's not, so it's about a fantasy adventuring party. It's basically D&D, but it doesn't, it's not that, but it's, it's about that. You know, it's a story about an adventuring party, but it's not presented as D&D. Yeah. And what is what um what company is that under uh what publishing company? dark horse i think but i might it, be wrong dark horse is doing a lot of stuff it might be dynamite okay i um, would i would have to classify my comic book knowledge about 75 percent of it is what i gleaned and what I overheard my friend Grant talking about as we were playing Hero Clicks, because he knows the backstory of every single character and all these stupid things that I've never heard of. So, <laughs> like all these random people that all these random characters that just have names and who is this guy? What see? And what I love about comic books is like the yeah how oh it's image it's image image yeah Rat Queens is image okay oh okay yeah yeah. It's not Dark Horse, it's Image. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's Image. Um, I, I mean, there, it's a, it's a tiefling sorcerer, a dwarven fighter, a halfling rogue, and a human cleric, and they're all women, and it's girl power like crazy. The, I mean, the, um, the dwarven fighter has a beard, and it's like a big deal. It's like because, um, um, she shaves it off at first, and that's sort of what puts shame on her family because she shaves the beard off. Well, as Gimli, son of Gloin, says in the movies, uh, dwarven women are so alike in appearance of dwarven men that it's given rise to the myth that there are no dwarf women. <laughs> but women start imitating her. Uh, other dwarven women start imitating her and shaving off their beards. Hmm. And she gets upset because she was the first one who did it, and now they're just copying her, so she grows it back. Wow. Okay, so here's another reason why I love comics. Because they're they're using um, standard, you know, subject matter, just relating it to other people that may not pay attention mm -hmm. to, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, yeah I, that's what I love is putting it into a form that is consumable for, yeah. for other people. Yeah. Well, it's like when a good story has to do with relationships, it's not just a superhero going and punching a bad guy or, um, I mean, you care about, Mary Jane and Spider-Man, you care about Catwoman and Batman, you care about Archie and Veronica or Archie and Betty, you, you want to know who he actually is going to end up with, or he probably didn't end up with either of them, they were both toxic. He doesn't. <laughs> At least not the ones that my parents allowed me to reach. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, and, and my favorite one is uh, One Bad Day, right? Like the killing joke, like the Batman jokers oh that's a brilliant story but One i mean you're talking about day. alan moore of course it's an amazing story all all it is is just one bad day right you can either go this way or you can go that way it's just one bad day do See, you know, know anything about alan moore no alan moore thinks that he is literally a wizard okay really? and um he believes that when he writes stuff it can cause the end of the world and he has straight up said, I know I'm crazy, but I'm a good writer. <laughs> Are you being serious right now? I'm 100% serious. Alan Moore believes that he can do, he can, he can cause the end of the world. I, I feel fine. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> you know, as long as I stand in the place where I live, I'm okay. Okay. Yeah. You know, and, and even if we weren't, everybody hurts sometimes. 
Oh, God damn it. I can't think of another music pun off the chuff like that. It, it, R.E.M. puns are hard because there's I only know. three really popular songs. Oh, I'm losing my religion. <laughs> oh, I couldn't hear you. Wait, what's the frequency, Kenneth? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was done. <laughs> well done. Oh, that was glorious. Is, is that it? Do we know yeah, more? we're done. We're done. We're okay. Done. Okay. <laughs> Oh, that was great. Oh, wow. So uh, I get to ask Brian a question now. So, uh, hmm. Hmm. What's oh. your favorite image comic property and why? Oh, God, that's a tough one. There's so many. Um, there was one I was reading a while back, and I need to look it up because it is my favorite, but I can't remember the name. I hope you guys can understand that. Oh, um, it happens to me all the time. Faith. Um, Faith is a character in Image Comics who is a super fangirl of superheroes and comics, and um, uh, she's also a plus-size superhero. Um, I really, really, really like it. It's very good. It's very body-positive and nerd-positive, and um, it it stays very true to the characters, and it's very good. I don't know if it's still around. I, I had that one on my pull list for a really for a while because I just thought it was unusual and cool. Um, is Wizard Image? Because I really like Wizard. You're a Wizardary. Um, I don't know how to spell it because <laughs> it's not Wizard. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I can't find it because I don't know what it's called. I have one. I mean, I could go get it and look up the. Is it W-I-Z-Z, maybe? Start typing it into Google and see what auto-populates. It's not that I'm hard, I'm trying. Man. It's not coming up because Wizard was a comic book magazine, so I'm having trouble finding it. I know I'm just spelling it wrong. I, it, it's one of the craziest comics I ever read. I know it's pronounced Wizard, um, okay. um, but I don't know what publisher. I think Image. Um, Are you mostly an Image fan? No, no, I... Um, I I do like Dark Horse properties. I haven't read very many. Um, I own a lot of Image because um, the comic book store back home, um, I told them the kind of stuff I was interested in, and they pushed a lot of Image on me. Um, And I think a lot of it had to do with that's who they had the dollar starters from. Mm, So I picked up all the dollar starters and looked at them all. Um, I, I think I have a really big place for Marvel in my heart. I have followed all the Marvel stories using commentating YouTube channels, so I am up to date on the current stories, um, but I haven't read Marvel comics since I was a kid. I quit in the 90s because of the Spider-Man clone saga, like a lot of people did. Yeah, I've um, been big into DC lately as well. I um, I hit DC a little bit during Rebirth, um, but I've never been a big DC reader. I was a Big fan of the DC animated series. A lot of the animated movies DC has done lately. Yeah, really good. Really good. What's What's the bat? Oh no, is it a Superman one? Which one? Oh, I'm trying to remember. It had something to do with the color red. I don't exactly remember what the title of it is. My oh, cousin, I spent all was my it, time. Was it Was it the Red Hood? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Batman. That's that's Batman. Okay, yeah. yes. Um, but it's cousin- still DC. The cousin I spent my time with when I was a kid had a big collection of Legion of Superheroes and um, what was the Justice League with um, Jonah West? No, not Jonah West. Um, the Justice League with, um, I can't think of it. The Green Lantern, the, the asshole Green Lantern. Uh, Guy Gardner. The Justice League with Guy Gardner. Okay. It was the one that Batman ran. That like Batman like made That's a awesome. side Justice League. Because oh. Batman quit the Justice League and then like started a side one that like broke the rules. God, what is it? What is it? Thursday? Oh, Batman um, quit. Must be Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really liked Legion of Superheroes. Legion of Superheroes was cool because it was just so wild and it wasn't connected to anything very often. It was just these crazy future stories that went all over the place. You're muted. Uh, I did it again. I had the video on, but. <laughs> Well, I said I have Canadian Justice League. What's Canadian Justice League? Um, basically, it's Captain Canada and Moose is, Man. And- <laughs> everybody's pretty much female or very effeminate or very polite. <laughs> oh, you betcha. I'm Googling <laughs> Canadian Justice League. Um, I would actually have to. I mean, how much moose head do they consume? 
enough to still be superheroes. I figured as much. Is it Justice League United? Yes. Oh, wow. I didn't know that existed. You're right. They're either uh-huh. female or effeminate. That's yep. awesome. Mm-hmm. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. So I Martian actually... Martian Manhunter, still... Animal Man, Supergirl. Uh-huh. Stargirl. <laughs> Stargirl was a big Canadian superhero, wasn't she? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The, um, they did a show. They did a show. They did do a show. Uh, I think it was on... Uh, on the same same uh network that did lost girl i believe something like that i could be wrong i think it was on hbo max but the yeah. canadian version oh i don't know about the canadian version there was a canadian star girl no i thought that it was originally a canadian show that was then broadcast here oh i don't know that no idea i don't know i could be wrong yeah i i know luke wilson was on it owen wilson's brother <laughs> yes i do know that I, I watched the first couple episodes because Luke Wilson plays um, Starman's um, sidekick and Starman dies. So he keeps the staff and then his daughter gets selected to be Stargirl. It's just such a thing. Nice. <laughs> oh, what I was going to show you is my latest purchase, actually. DC Comics. I've been doing a lot of these. Oh, nice. All primer. So you were saying like, as far as like something that I like for visual... It's a superhero that does art. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And How do the powers work? Okay, so <laughs> she, she um, basically she finds out that um, her creative skills and uh, use of color can help with other people's emotions and how they react or don't react to certain things. Like she's from a broken home, this, that, and the other. And um, she, she learns that that's her, her skill, that that's her gift. Is art so she goes around tagging things in order to stop like um, certain uh, conflicts from happening. So it's the oh, graphic novel that, version of Jet Set Radio. That sounds like it's really good for kids to read. It's awesome. It's awesome. I'm gonna send that to <laughs> I'm gonna send that to my niece. That sounds awesome. That sounds like it's yeah. really good for kids to read. I'm blown away by that concept. So the back of it literally says. 13-year-old Ashley Rayburn is an upbeat girl with a decidedly downbeat past. Uh, with a father in prison, Ashley has bounced from foster home to foster home and represents a real challenge to the social workers who try to help her. Not because she's inherently bad, but because trouble always seems to find her. Things start looking up for Ashley when she finds new loving parents, a best friend, and an outlet for her creative skill, art. But her life quickly gets more complicated when she also finds a suitcase full of specially enhanced body paints, changing her from artist to the world's newest superhero. It's the greatest thing to happen to her life so far. Well, it sounds so... I, the thing that stands out for me is she's not a superhero fighting supervillain. She's actually doing something, like, real to help the world rather than... That's very cool. Yeah, Primer. and now she's being pursued by the government, and then she, like... <laughs> it gets really squidgy around the edges, but it's freaking rad it makes me it's sort of like banksy with superpowers it is it yeah. is banksy with superpowers as a teenage girl yeah yeah in um, the projects like it's amazing <laughs> i mean who's to say banksy isn't a teenage girl this i mean is that true. is possible <laughs> i think may, maybe this is all this is banksy's biography <laughs> i've been convinced for years that he's not one person <laughs> wouldn't surprise me yeah there's a team of people <laughs> but i mean that's probably wrong too maybe i mean that's people why he- have I mean, there are people who have met Banksy, and it still stays a secret. Because pe- always in the little getup? I always wondered that, because I'm sure there's people who know. I'm sure there's people who know, because you, there are ways to get a hold of Banksy. Like, if you know the right people, there are ways to get a hold of Banksy. It's not like this like super secret criminal person i mean it's an it's an established artist that's keeping their identity a secret i guarantee you ndas are involved yeah i'm sure that it's not just this like crazy gorilla thing i guarantee you legal action is threatened if the identity is leaked well and i was thinking it's all in the bank see ha well maybe i think you're that actually sounds like a british expression so it makes sense yeah it's on the bank see but I mean, we assume Banksy's British because that's where it started. But I mean, you never know. I am, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm a firm believer in the theory that it's Queen Elizabeth herself. But that would be amazing. Wow, she's very, very nimble. Then 
You'd be amazed what uh, what she can afford to do at her age. <laughs> <laughs> or who she can afford to have do yeah, to, in order to prop her up to like spray things. Mm. Well, I mean, I don't know. She's she's getting quite up there. But I remember back in the day, you used to hear things about her working on the cars in the garage and stuff because that's <laughs> what she did during the war. Yeah, she she's was ninety something. Yeah, but you know, back in the day, twenty-five years ago, I don't know. She was in her seventies. Seventies, the new fifty, yo. She what? Seventies, the new fifty, yo. I don't know. My mom's in her seventies. She goes to the gym for three or four hours a day. Exactly. And I mean, the last time she visited, we went on a ten-mile hike. So it's what the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) Hiking's easy. Oh, as long as it's not hot. Hiking's oh. easy. It's having to explain where you went. That's hard. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> that's good. Um, uh, it's your turn to ask a question, turn. Brian. Um, I'm going to ask everybody a question, and I'm going to pull it from my pre-prepped ones. Uh-oh. Careful where you pull them out of your pre-prepped, your pre-prepped hole. <laughs> um, Alita. Yes? What makes the hero or villain super? What makes a hel- hero or villain super? Um, the impact. Anything can be super depending on the impact that it has. Because, you know, it's sort of like it comes from superpowers. But, I mean, there are characters with powers in the comics who I wouldn't consider super heroes or villains or people. Oh, absolutely. They're just villains or they're, they're really cool or they're just jerks. Or they're just people. <laughs> or people. What makes them super? Their impact. Their you know, influence. I mean, I... I, I... I will uh, posit that any man that can play screw the rules, I have money, kind of just wins. Doesn't really matter what. Yeah, I mean, people like Batman don't have powers, and you would consider them superheroes. Screw the rules, I have money. But also, I never Batman him has powers. Even if he didn't have money, he would have powers. He has... Um, the way they describe his intellect in the comics is not normal. <laughs> right. Or possible. So, same question to you. What what is the difference between super and you know just yeah heroes? what what's the difference between a vil- I you know I'm gonna quote I'm gonna quote Megamind here and say presentation yeah I mean he's not wrong yeah influence yeah I mean, it's, yeah uh, there's it, there's it's some the, flamboyance yeah but the heart of that question really comes down to individual morality and right and wrong is not as black and white as everyone always thinks it is there's always a gray area. And it comes down to individual morality. What some people think is wrong, other people think is, you know, doing what you have to do or completely justified. And, you know, the the way they write these things, all the villains have sympathetic things about them. It's what makes their stories more tragic. And the heroes also have vulnerabilities where they're not always peachy clean because sometimes you got to get dirty. (laughs) Yeah, because, you know, and who are they fighting for and all that stuff? Exactly. I mean, nobody's perfect. So what if we just call them heroes or just vigilantes? Yeah. Well, we just well, call them I mean, superpowered depending people. Depending on the genre of comic book, they are. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, now we're just going to, like, tangle hairs at this point. Well, it's like, okay, are the X-Men superheroes or are the X-Men activists? Depends on how technical you want to get on these definitions. <laughs> I was going to say, honey, seriously? Do we need, like, a whole diagram? Do we need some charts and graphs? I mean, look, look. Are you here? Are you here for a five-minute argument, or do you want the full half hour? No, I, I, I think it. <laughs> I think it has to do with um, a combination, like you said, impact and influence, and like just straight up scale. Yeah, that's a big you know, part of it too. Somebody, somebody bombs a building; they're a terrorist. Somebody attacks a building with a giant robot; they're a supervillain. I mean, yeah, that's fair. I was. I'm, I don't know. I think supervillains and terrorists could be synonymous. I mean, yeah. you start you start looking at it as the world is like the Venture Brothers world, where there's just <laughs> supervillains around and they do stuff. Yeah, well, and the world just kind of deals yeah. with it. I mean, this is something we don't really have in real life, and in it, it comics are escape from reality, right? Yeah, right. I mean, that's well, one reason I think I love the Venture Brothers so much. Is oh, yeah, there's Venture all this weird, this weird, crazy stuff going on, but for most of these people, yeah, whatever. Tuesday, <laughs> I gotta go to work. <laughs> The day ending in why, or exactly. the day ending in why? Yeah. Or, you know, the, the you know, the, there's there's just a random island called Spider Skull Island. It's the shape of a skull. <laughs> What's the name of the the Spider-Man analog on that show? Uh, I think it was Spider Dude or something like that. It was something. And he shot Web out of a hole in his back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
She what? had a, the Brown Widow, I think it was. Uh, something like that, yeah. Might have been it. And um, didn't I think Nathan Fillion did the voice? I think so, yeah. Yeah, Adventure Brothers, the later seasons, they started uh, having uh, a whole slew of new characters, and a lot of them were were analogs and jokes off of traditional superhero rosters. See, so, yeah, I think it was the Brown Recluse was the, was the, the name. Brown right? Widow. The Brown Widow, okay. Yeah, and it was Nathan Fillion. Yeah, that makes sense. That's a reference to a brown rec- recluse, right? I assume I'm so. sure. I'm sure it's a combination. Okay. And and he was anatom he had anatomically correct spider powers. Yeah, it was literally like coming out <laughs> of a hole in the center of his lower back. <laughs> oh my gosh. And he'd have to reach back and grab it with his hand. <laughs> uh uh, yeah, that's, oh, that show's so good. But yeah, it's just the way that they just mix that. Yeah, we're you know it's real life, but there's you know super scientists and villains and space stations people can live on and it, undersea it, habitats. And... I think the original concept was that it was a parody of Johnny Quest. Yes, and then it branched off into into a joke of most cartoons from the seventies, but from the first episode, like oh, yeah. It never like evolved to that. Like that Fantastic Four family was in the first episode of the show. Oh my god, yes, I love this uh, Doctor Incredible. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. You can't really talk about comics without bringing up the Bench Brothers. Oh yeah, it's great. It's it, so good. It, it's a great. I mean, and I like it when they make fun of shit on that show that has nothing to do with comics. Like <laughs> David Bowie is the head of the supervillain yeah. organization. Yes, uh, one of his henchmen is Klaus Noe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. And he wears that outfit from that one music video. Yep. Which is funny because... Giant plastic bow tie. Well, David Bowie wore that outfit, too. I know. Yeah. Klaus Noe. Yep, there's a there's a music pull for you. It, it is a super <laughs> reference. I had to call my aunt and ask her because I oh, knew wow. she would know. Yeah, my buddy Joe introduced me to introduced me to Klaus before I saw that on with Brother. I was like, oh, oh, I get that joke. Um, I'll um um before we oh um uh, Alita. So I asked everybody. Um, so um, feel free. This is our second run around, so you can ask anybody or everybody a question about anything or any anybody or anyone yeah. or anything. <laughs> okay. Um. No. <laughs> That's my favorite thing to answer, just because. <laughs> like, nope, nope. Um, uh, so is Portland going to hell in a handbasket? And are they going to make a superhero comic about it? Um, I'm really surprised I haven't seen any comics based in Portland, but that is something I'm going to Google because I'm curious about that. Yeah, because, I mean, we have Dark Horse comics here. There has to be somebody doing something. It wouldn't surprise me. I don't know. I drove through Portland I mean, once. Oops. I just unplugged my... Uh, right, no. Anyways. <laughs> so so I, we're going to do this without video. Uh, okay, that's fine. Yeah, so um, we already have a TV show about us. Oh, Portlandia? Oh, yes. right. Uh, yeah. Um, Signs point to no. Uh, well, the article <laughs> I found, um, Kate, it popped back with comics that were published out of Portland. Right, because Dark Horse is based there. So Signs point um, to no. Actually... Scott Pilgrim was published by a different company out of Portland. Oni Press published Scott Pilgrim out of Portland. I didn't expect you to well actually me. I apologize. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I think it deserved well actually. Well struck. <laughs> so this is are we allowed to take a snack break? I don't know if I <sighs> Can you not make it? I don't I'll, can... I'll try. I'll try my darndest. You could always mute and eat something. Okay, we'll, we'll okay do that. that. So I'll pose another question. Maybe I can get the, the juices flowing. Um, um, you know what we could do, Alita, and listeners would be happy for this, because, I mean, we can wrap up and then just jump into the bonus episode, and you can eat all you want. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. it is almost <laughs> 7.30. I mean, we could wrap this up. That's right. That sounds good? You- I mean, we're... Where we we can we can wrap up and then do like a fifteen minute bonus episode and everybody sure. will be happy. I mean, you're our guest; you don't have to suffer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not like we're not on schedule or anything. We're almost done. Um, so um, I will say um, I had a lot of fun talking about comics, David. I really appreciated learning about oh, what you right. have, and yeah. I I always just assumed you didn't like them. I don't know how I came to that conclusion, but I... Oh, we learned something today, didn't we? And um, I'm very impressed by Alita's Dark Horse collection, but that really surprised me. I mean, we live we live in an area where they, they are. Uh, 
Yeah. And, but, uh, you know, plus pictures. Um, <laughs> after, um, next episode, I think it's coming. I, actually, I think next episode is right when I get back from um, Rose City Comic Con. So, oh, that's going to be fun. Yeah. So it's kind of good that we did a comic book episode this time. Sweet. Um, I, uh, my brother-in-law gave us tickets. So we're going to go. For awesome. Yeah. Awesome. For like Christmas last year. So I mean, <laughs> um, so um, I have been super big and Brian. I was joined by David Theobald the third and our very special guest, Feisty Lita. Um, <laughs> and we will definitely have you back. Um, oh, yeah. This has been nerd podcast radio. Stay nerdy, stay informed and stay awesome. Stay awesome. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye.